Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. to share on this morning and I'll just touch on this and then you know over the next weeks or even months just share a little bit more into it but I felt the Lord say for 2020 this year that it is a year where we are to position ourselves for the fulfillment of promises and for fresh filling of the Spirit. It is a year of the fulfillment of promises and fresh filling of the Spirit. It's a year of fullness 2020, a year of fullness. So get ready for a good year. (laughs) It's a year also, I felt the Lord saying in a year of fullness, it's a year where some things are going to come full circle. There are some things in our lives that the Lord has sown into our hearts and sown into our spirits. And even as a family sown into us that we have been holding and carrying and waiting. And the Lord is going to bring those things to pass in 2020. Amen. Amen. So I want to just start by sharing um, on what it is to position ourselves, because I I really felt when the Lord was saying that it's a year of fulfillment of promises and fresh filling of the Spirit, that He really put in the, the initial part of this, that we are to position ourselves. We are to position ourselves. And in Habakkuk 2 verse 1, it says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. And I will look to see what He will say to me. Ha! <laughs> oh, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. And I will look to see what He will say to me. When it comes to positioning ourselves for the promises of God or, or the filling of the Spirit or whatever it is God's doing in our lives, <laughs> the good thing, the amazing thing is, is that all we really have to do is come. Sometimes that can be the easiest thing and the hardest thing both at the same time because life is busy. There are demands on our time. There are demands on our energy. There are demands on our attention and our focus, <laughs> But in Habakkuk, it says here, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I really believe this year that the Lord is, He is looking for those who are willing to stand at their station and to to watch and see what He is going to speak, to watch and see what He is going to do, to listen to what He is speaking. For me, this is really such a simple thing, but it is one thing that is is so profound when it really comes to our relationship with the Lord. And it comes down to something as simple as daily time with Jesus. And what better time of the year than at the beginning of the year to actually set ourselves to say, you know what, I am going to make sure that I have time just for Him and just for me every day. And I am going to come and I am going to stand at my watch or sit in my chair, or lay on my bed, or wherever it is that you like to spend time with God. I am going to come, and I am going to position myself to watch and see what He speaks to me, to listen and hear what He is saying. God speaks through vision. He speaks through the stillness. 
He speaks to me a lot through stillness. I often will come and sit and be with the Lord. And sometimes I won't even read anything. I will just sit and be. And I will literally just empty myself and just let him fill me and just be with him. And he speaks to me through stillness. He speaks to me through peace. He speaks to me sometimes through the wind in the trees and I can just feel him. That's the one way that he speaks to me. But one thing I love to do in that time is to journal. Who who journals here? Wave at me. Big wave. I want to encourage you this year. Get yourself a journal or get an app on your phone or your iPad or something else that you use and begin to write down what the Lord speaks to you this year. In Habakkuk um, 2 verse 2, it says, write down the vision so that those who read it can run with it. So verse 1 says, position yourself and stand and watch and see what he will speak and then begin to write it down. I love when I write down what God speaks because it gives me clarity and it really gives me the ability over time to see what he's speaking and to see the flow of his spirit in my life. Sometimes as humans, we can be very forgetful people. (laughs) We can remember some things and forget other things. And sometimes we have selective memories and, and it's really, really, really good to write things down. Marty and I both have journals. We have them at home and we write in them. And what we love to do is we actually love to look back and see what God has actually done over time. Sometimes we write out the promises of God. Sometimes we write out the things that are on our hearts. I love to write out every day what he's speaking to me. Speak to me, God. What are you saying? What are you speaking into my life? What are you speaking into my family? What are you speaking into our community? And he will speak. He will speak. So positioning ourselves this year, I want to encourage us to really make this priority. Really make this priority. I know that when I come to spend time with God, whether I feel anything or not, He is moving in my spirit. Something that's really, really interesting to me is that when God really speaks to us, He speaks in many ways, but it primarily is spirit to spirit and heart to heart. He'll speak through inspired thought. He will speak through vision. He will speak through dreams. To be honest, He uses every possible means to get our attention. If you think about it, there are so many things that He is doing to get our attention and to speak to us. (laughs) But ultimately, He is spirit and He speaks to us spirit to spirit. Many years ago, when the kids were young, tiny, they're big now. I used to put them to sleep in the afternoon when it was their nap time. They were babies. So I would put them down in the afternoon and then I would go into my room and I would lay on my bed and I would have time with Jesus. And during that time, I remember the Lord beginning to teach me how to receive of His presence and how to receive of His Spirit. Because I was a really, really, really good striver (laughs) and I was really good at doing And I was really hungry to please the Lord. And I would try really hard. (laughs) And who knows, for those of us in those boats, it takes a heck of a lot of energy when you're trying really hard all the time to please someone who doesn't need to, you know, doesn't need all of that. He loves us as we are. He, He absolutely adores us as we are. He just wants time with us. And He just loves us to be who we are because that's where the fruit just flows from. When we try too hard, we often wear ourselves out and and then we're no good for anything. (laughs) So he began to teach me in this season. I would lay on my bed and if I close my eyes, I can go back there right now. And I would lay on my bed and he began to teach me what it is to receive spirit to spirit. 
And he, the Holy Spirit gave me this picture of this, this big ocean and of me floating on the water. Who knows what? Have you ever floated in the ocean? Have you ever gone for a swim and you lift your feet up off the ground and you lay back and you literally just lay like a starfish and you just, ah, you just float and the waves come by and you literally, it is so relaxing, isn't it? It's so relaxing. But the Holy Spirit began to show me that our spirit has no limit. Our spirit has no time. Our spirit has no boundaries. And our spirit is exactly in a place like it is floating on the ocean. It doesn't have limits. It doesn't have all of those things that hold us down and hold us back. Our spirit is actually living and breathing and alive. And I began to learn what it is to receive spirit to spirit and to receive his presence. And for someone who was a really good doer and really good at trying hard and really good at striving, do, 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 ah, do, 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 to stop and actually breathe and to learn how to let go and to learn that feeling of floating <laughs> spirit to spirit, I began to learn what it is to receive his presence. And it really began to change my life. So this year, I want to encourage us to really begin to set ourselves, to position ourselves, to receive, to hear, and to be ready for what the Lord's going to do. So the second thing this morning is, is that we're a year to position ourselves for the fulfillment of promises. I like this one. This is awesome. So many years ago, and this ties in with what I shared with you, Joshua, this morning. But many, many years ago, God gave us a word from Joshua chapter 1, and it was, be strong and courageous. It's a real worry when God has to give you a word to be strong and courageous, because you're going to know you're going to need it, right? (laughs) Some stuff's going to go down, and you're going to have to be strong, (laughs) So he gave us this word. I I remember it wasn't from a big preacher or a prophet in town. It was in our lounge room. We had the youth and young adults over. We used to have like youth house in our lounge room. And we had everyone around and we were worshipping one time. And I just remember standing there and hearing this verse in my heart. Be strong and courageous because you will lead my people to inherit the land that I swore to their forefathers to give them. And I went, whoa. I better look that up. (laughs) And that has been a verse over the last 15 years that God has planted in us. And it's, it's a verse that I really believe has been an anchor. You know those anchor promises from the Lord? Some of those ones that hold you on track when you feel like the wind's blowing and the waves crashing and you're not quite sure if you're floating this way or that way. This has been an anchor verse for me and for Marty and the calling of God on our lives. But we really feel, and we've been saying this in the last couple of years, and and absolutely believe this with all my heart, that as a church family and as a community, we really feel that God has actually brought us into a beautiful place of his promised land. Together, we've been through all sorts of things. (laughs) We've been through all sorts of trials and all sorts of challenges. And together, God has brought us through. And we are now living in a place of grace and peace and blessing A place where literally you know you're loved from the minute you walk in the room. (laughs) Just by being you. Not for anything that we do, but just for being who we are. We really feel and sense that God has brought us to a place as a family and as a church community where we are living in the blessing of His promises. 
But I really sense this year that there are promises that God is wanting to bring to fulfillment that He has in so many of our lives today. And some of these promises are fresh promises. Some of these promises have been sitting in our hearts and in our spirits for so many years and even decades for some of us that the Lord wants to breathe resurrection life on this year and see those promises come to pass. Oh, amen, Jesus. <laughs> The thing I love with God, and I love this with all my heart about you, Father, is that when He speaks something, and when He decrees something over our lives, whether it's something from His Word that comes alive when we're spending time in the secret place, or whether it's a prophetic word that someone decrees over us, the thing I love about God is that He is faithful to complete what He has begun. He doesn't do something to tease us. He doesn't speak a word to disappoint us. He speaks into our hearts and into our lives because He has every intention of fulfilling it. And it may not be fulfilled in the way that we think, and it may not be as easy as we think, and we may have to die before it comes alive. I understand that one. But He will complete what He has begun. And the good thing about the Father that we have is even when we feel like we can't hold on anymore, He holds on to us. Even when we feel like we can't fight for it anymore, He fights for us. And when we feel like we don't have the strength in us to see it fulfilled, He is the strength that fulfills it. He is so faithful. And this year is a year of Him fulfilling promises. He is coming full circle on some of the things that He has spoken over your life and spoken over my life. And this year together, I want us to take a hold of those things and begin to bring them before the Lord and say, Lord, you said this. Lord, you've said this over my life. You've said this over my family. You've said this over my finances. You've spoken this, Lord. And I am holding this. Even in my fragile hands of faith, I'm holding this and I'm asking, Lord, that you would bring this to pass. Huh. And you watch and you stand and you wait. Listen and see what he will do. Fulfillment of promises. <laughs> I read a little um, quote the other day. You know, flicking through Instagram. God bless Instagram. I read a little quote the other day, and it was this little, you know, quote with these little flowers in the background, and it said, all flowers grow through dirt. And I'm like, oh, that is so true. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, they're beautiful flowers. And then I read the quote, all flowers grow through dirt. And I'm like, how true is that? Sometimes God plants a seed in our life in the middle of the dirt of our heart, the soil of our heart, and he plants that seed in deep and it gets buried and it gets hidden and it gets locked away where no one can see. And sometimes it goes through all sorts of things. And then one day, it comes to life and it starts to grow. So I want to encourage us this morning, if you've had promises from God that you haven't seen fulfilled, and if you're wondering, they may never be fulfilled, I want to encourage you that all flowers grow through dirt. 
So if you've had situations in your life that feel like dirt, (laughs) if you feel like you've had situations in your life where you feel like you've been hidden and looked over and unseen or challenges that have been, you know, in the the dark places, I want to encourage you today that maybe that's the perfect place for life to spring forth. (laughs) A seed must fall to the ground and die before it actually becomes a tree. We have this glamorous notion in our day and in our age and it's all over the media and it's all over TV and it's all over every magazine and and it's in every shopping centre that everything looks beautiful, that everything should look just right and the Christmas tree should be perfect and the outfits are lovely and, you know, the the house, you know, your, your tables have got all this beautiful, everything looks perfect, doesn't it? You look in a magazine or you look in the shops. Well, the reality is very different from the media version. (laughs) God's version is very different. (laughs) So when God places something in your heart and when he places a promise, don't be discouraged if you go through challenges. Don't be discouraged if you go through dirt (laughs) because God is cultivating something special. And he not only is faithful, you see, when he says something, he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't decide that, oh, whoops, I shouldn't have said that. He doesn't do that to us. He is faithful beyond faithful beyond faithful beyond faithful. But what he does as well in his faithfulness to fulfill these promises is he begins to work in our hearts and in our lives so that we can carry the fullness of the promise. Sometimes the bigger the promise, (laughs) the harder the preparation. Because our hearts need to be ready. Our lives need to be ready. Our minds need to be ready to carry the fullness. So get ready this year. Get ready this year and position yourself to begin to watch and see what He begins speaking over the promises of your life. And I really believe as well there are fresh promises. There are fresh things that the Lord is planting I, um, I sat the other day with the Lord and I was really asking Him. One of my greatest things that I ask Him, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> One of my greatest things that I ask Him is since I tasted of His Spirit and of His presence many years ago, His presence is my greatest heart cry. And, and it's just what I ask for every day. I ask for more. So I'm sitting there and I'm asking for more of His presence. And I really felt the Lord remind me, uh, this just that one little phrase of... Um, we sow, we reap what we sow. So we are going to reap in our lives what we begin sowing. And years ago, when I was going through a really, really hard patch, and I just wanted God to rescue me, I just wanted Him to sweep on down and lift me out of it. And I was really annoyed that He didn't. <laughs> so I went through this patch where I was asking God for more of His presence and asking Him just to rescue me and asking Him just to change situations. And I was frustrated. And one day I began saying, okay, God, well, I just, I just want more of your presence. I need more of your presence in this time because it was a really hard time. And it was my wilderness season, my big wilderness season. And I said, well, I just at least need your presence to survive this. And I felt the Lord say, well, what are you sowing? And I'm like, well, um, probably a lot of frustration right now. <laughs> But we, like Marty said this morning, there are kingdom principles, there are universal laws in the physical realm, in the spiritual realm, and one of those things is we will reap what we sow. And the Lord began to speak to me, if I want to reap more of His presence, I need to position myself to come. 
I need to begin sowing into that place and into that space. I need to come into that secret place. I need to come into that hidden place. And I need to wait on Him. And I need to dedicate myself to begin sowing into that place. You want peace in your life? Begin sowing peace. Or get around people who carry peace and can sow it into your life. You want joy? Begin sowing joy or get around people who carry joy. We're family for a reason, right? (laughs) Some of us have an anointing of joy and we need that anointing. I tell you, Rob Connor has that. He has an anointing of joy. He is one of the most joyful people, whether he feels like it or not, I bet. But he carries joy. And we need what each other has. That's why it's great to rub shoulders together. We weren't created to live alone. We were created to live as one. So begin um, sowing what you want to reap this year. The third thing I want to share is on the third part of what God spoke to me, which is position ourselves for the fulfillment of promises and fresh filling of the Spirit. (sighs) That is so good. Isaiah 55 verse 1 says, Come, all you who are thirsty, Come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come and buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. I really believe this year that there's a fresh invitation for those who want to be filled with the Spirit. There are some of us in this room who have been filled so deeply and so beautifully by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And there are some of us who maybe never have or have yet to actually be fully baptized and immersed in the presence of God. And I tell you, if that's you, well, there's an invitation today. There is an invitation right now and you will be changed forever. Absolutely changed When you've tasted of his presence and when you have been immersed in his goodness, there is nothing on this earth that satisfies like he does. There is nothing that comes close to his love. There is nothing that comes close to his presence. That's why it's the constant cry of my heart because I've tasted and I've seen (laughs) and nothing compares. So there's an invitation this year for fresh filling of the Spirit. When Jesus walked the earth, he came to a place, John 16, verse 7, where he said to his disciples, he says, I'm going away and I'm, I'm going to leave you. And he began to prepare them. And their hearts must have been absolutely troubled <laughs> because they would never have wanted him to go. And he began saying, I'm, I'm going to be leaving you, but it's actually good that I go. <laughs> it's actually good that I go because when I go, I am going to send the advocate, the helper, the Holy Spirit. And in John 16, verse 7, it says, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go, the counsellor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. So 
We have a father who absolutely adores us. Let's be honest. He gave everything for us. We have a savior. We have a king. We have a bridegroom, Jesus, who loves us with his life, with his blood, with all that he is. And then when Jesus goes back to be with the father, he says, I'm not leaving them alone. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So right now we have the Holy Spirit who lives inside of every one of us as believers. He's alive in you. He's alive in me. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that's a sermon for another day. (laughs) But He is alive in each and every one of us. And He is our comfort, our counsellor, our helper. He is the one who intercedes on our behalf. He takes from the Father and from Jesus and reveals things to us. He comes and gives us what we need when we don't have it. So we never have to do anything on our own, ever. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we need to be reminded of it. We have the Holy Spirit always with us. And I really feel this year that the Lord is going to pour out fresh filling for hungry hearts. And it's no mistake that he is actually sending some beautiful people to come and minister this year, some wonderful conferences we have lined up and, and some, some incredible people just coming into this place. I believe there's going to be a fresh deposit of heaven in this place. Amen. <laughs> but if you're hungry today, I want to encourage you, come, come and drink come and eat, come and jump on into his presence. Because all of us know that there is only so much we can do in and of ourselves. But with him, all things are possible. All things are possible. So I want to finish on that. I just want to finish by reading Isaiah 40 verse 31. And it just says here, I just want to sum this up this morning. He gives strength to the weary and he increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait upon the Lord or hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. Father, we want to thank you this morning for your goodness. We want to thank you for the fullness of all that you have planned for us this year. Father, we thank you for fulfillment of promises. And we thank you for fresh filling of your spirit. And Lord, we just say yes, yes, yes to all that you have. And Lord, we invite you to come and that you would come and release your heart and release your spirit in our lives. Lord, we ask that you would bring fulfillment of promises. We ask, Lord, that you would fulfill the promises in our hearts and in our lives individually and corporately. And Father, we do ask above all that you would fill us afresh with your spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fill us with the goodness and the fragrance of Jesus that you would fill us with your love and your kindness, that you would refresh us to overflowing with your presence. Father, we do, we ask for fresh, fresh feeling this morning. And Father, we ask that as we come and as we position ourselves afresh this year, as we come to be with you this year, as we come to wait upon you and to listen to you and to watch and see what you're going to speak to us, Lord, Father, I ask for each and every one of us, I ask for fresh, fresh filling of your spirit. You are so good, God.
And you haven't left us alone. You've sent your very spirit. You've sent your very spirit to be with us. We thank you, Lord. And Father, we just want to lay this year at your feet. We want to lay everything at your feet this morning. And we ask, Lord, this year that you would have your way. And Lord, anything, Lord, that does not need to be before us, we ask that you would take. And Lord, anything that needs to be added, we ask that you would just increase. Lord, we ask that as we yield and surrender ourselves, that your grace and your goodness and your peace and your joy and your abundance would begin to flow in us and flow out of us. We thank you, Lord, for your hand on our lives and your incredible love and blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to invite, thank you, I want to invite the worship team to come back up this morning. Why don't we stand together? And as the worship team begin to worship this morning, I want to invite anyone who wants fresh filling of the Holy Spirit today. And we are going to pray for you this morning. And if that's you, we want to invite you just to come this morning. And we're going to lay hands on you and pray for you. But something that has been burning in my heart for many years, um, but for this year, is for a fresh flow of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) We need Him. We need Him, and He longs to move in us and through us. And sometimes it takes, it takes us coming to a place where we actually get desperate enough to say, we desperately want you, Holy Spirit. Our hunger has to rise to a level where we go, you know what? We want you more than our comfort. We want you more than what our situation is. We want you more than this or that in our lives. And I tell you, He is so willing and so faithful.